It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And one of the great upsets, and one of the great performances in secondary schools, water polo. Five goals to two. Absolutely brilliant offensively, brilliantly defensively. Wow, what a performance from the school on Auckland's North Shore. Yes, highlights there from yesterday's National Secondary School Water Polo final. Congratulations has to go to Rangitoto on Auckland's North Shore, not just winning the girls' final, upsetting the might of Auckland Diocesan, but also winning the boys' final as well. Yes, they get the double done. It was a remarkable tournament over the last three days. And the pleasing thing about water polo is we're seeing more schools lifting and raising the bar. It's been a sport that has been predominantly dominated by the Auckland schools. Last year, Hamilton Boys High School becoming the first school south of the Bombays to win it. We have Tauranga now, an absolute powerhouse, having won the North Island Championship. Palmerston North yesterday playing for that third and fourth position. And then the same on the girls' side. It is a tough, tough sport aerobically. Brutal. It's uh, sort of... I try and sort of explain to people what water polo is. It's a combination of basketball, where you sort of play around the perimeter. It's got wings and centre-forwards like football. And then, of course, under the water, well, it's gladiatorial. It is a game of rugby. And so I thought this out. We would talk a little bit of water polo, just to change it up a little bit. We're also going to talk some athletics as well a little bit later and some basketball. But first and foremost, Fabian Van Roy from Water Polo New Zealand joins us. Fabian, good afternoon. Welcome. G'day, Mike. Thanks for having me. What did you make of the overall standard over the last three days at this New Zealand Secondary Schools tournament? Well, it's actually been really surprising, as you said at the top. It was um, it's it's very good to see water polo uh, growing steadily outside the Auckland region. Obviously, Auckland has most of the water polo in the country, um, with a lot of the schools playing and, and offering it uh, it as a sport. But to see Tauranga Boys, Palmerston North uh, perform so well, and Hamilton Boys as well, it's it's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, good to see, really good to see. Why do you think we're starting to see um, this becoming, rather than sort of more of an Auckland-based sport at a school level, we're now starting to see it truly at a national level? I think the the profile of the sport is raising a little bit. Um, In my opinion, the live streaming of these events uh, has definitely helped in raising raising that profile, just getting it out there amongst amongst the, the community and showing what water polo is all about. Um, you know, giving them, giving the kids an opportunity to see it elsewhere rather than for themselves. You know, to be for us to be able to to live stream not just schools water polo but also club water polo has been has been big. And I think that's you know that's really uh, showing the interest out there for for the sport and and capitalising on that 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 uh, you know the, the publication of the sport and to be able to get it out there. Mm. 
it's it, it's a very loyal community because one thing I've noticed, Fabian, in my short time in the sport is that we see a lot of players once they um, retire from the sport, go back into coaching and then pass that knowledge on. Yeah, look, we, we we can't do without those. We definitely need those coaches to put that exp- and ex players to put their expertise and their experience back into into the sport, and it really helps. Uh, you know, bridge a gap. Uh, it's easier for the for the for the younger players to look up to somebody who's maybe four or five years removed rather than somebody who's twenty twenty five years removed. So, we're trying really to emphasise uh, that community feel to the sport and and to be able to give back to. Uh, to players, I see it all around me. You know, it, it, it actually uh, really does well for the for the community and for those players who are now turned coaches that they they thoroughly enjoy being able to give back. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the challenges for the sport is pool space, uh, access to facilities, water polo specific. And what what's been done to sort of address that? Um, how are schools combating that? It's very difficult. I think that's that's the the you know the the barricade, the, the 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 wall that we need to try and get over as a sport. It, it's tough. You know, from my experience, once uh, schools or communities start start talking about building a pool, it's either you know between five to ten years from when they build you know a, a build a new facility. That's that's a long time. A lot of players won't sit around. A lot of kids won't sit around and wait for that. You know, uh, to finally happen once they once they leave school. So that's that's a that's a big hurdle. Um, a lot of the communities and, and local clubs and schools are, are uh, uh, collaborating together and approaching the communities and local communities into advising uh, once once a new aquatic facility is built. We're trying to get as much uh, expertise, knowledge, and and, and uh, opinion from our side, from New Zealand Water Polo, out to the, to the facilities and to the to the colleges. So we ask, we always ask uh, uh, schools and and clubs. To put us in touch with with the, the the councils and the communities that are going to be building a new aquatic facility, just so we can pitch and make sure that we're you know trying all we can to to ensure that there's going to be deep water space because that's what we need, right? One one point eight meter depth at least for senior water polo. One area which just seems to be blossoming, and I know that my daughter is really keen to get involved, and that is at a kids level where they play flippable. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a massive growing sport, and we've been, you know, growing uh, year by year for about 15 years. It's um, a lot of a lot of players and a lot of people around the, uh, around the country won't necessarily know water polo, but they'll have seen flippable in their backyard or you know in that, at the community pool. It's um, it's got a massive massive following, lots of kids playing, and it's really accessible. You know, we don't we're not reliant on uh, deep water space. We're actually uh, utilizing all the shallow pools. Uh, the idea is that the kids, uh, regardless of uh, swim confidence and swim level, should be able to play uh, flippable. So it's played with a lot of kids being able to stand, stand up. Uh, sometimes some of the pools are slightly deeper, uh, where kids are, you know, obviously able to swim with the ball. Um, but it's a lot more accessible, you know, with the fact that we've got so many uh, uh, shallow pools around the country. Um, flippable was such a massive growing sport and a lot of fun for kids. Mm. Um, Fabian, uh, let's get back to yesterday's tournament. And now I know you sort of sit there and you've got to probably be a little bit neutral, but I don't think anybody, anybody saw Diocesan School for Girls here in Auckland getting beaten, yet Rangitoto managed to get the job done. Look, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for water polo. Uh, and I think it's actually good for the students. It's okay to actually lose sometimes. 
I think it's fantastic. It's uh, you know obviously hard, a tough pill to swallow for Dio for those girls who worked the whole season to try and get this gold medal, and that's that's difficult. But from a, an organisational point of view, it's great to see the diversity and a bit more challenge for for Dio, which has been a um, top school and 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 a winner for the last three uh, four years, I want to say. Um, you know, historically, Dio and St. Cuthbert in the last five, six years have always been competing for that uh, gold medal. It's great to see Rangi Toto, who have always been prior to that, the, the last five years uh, uh, competing for that prize as well, to be back in here. And to see other teams as well and other schools like Meridim, for example, uh, putting their name in the hat for that uh, championship. So it's, it's really, really good to see the diversity and, um, again, tough, tough pill to swallow for Diocesan obviously, but it's great to see that other schools are catching up and and playing so well. Yeah, I mean, we saw Hamilton Boys last year, I think, become the first school south of the Bombays to win the New Zealand Secondary Schools Boys Championship, and we've seen Palmerston North now Tauranga. I guess the one area where we still probably haven't seen teams challenge, and that's out of the South Island, but one thing that was noticeable, more of the Christchurch schools starting to get involved. Um, How much of a work-on is that? Well, it's great. You know, after the earthquakes, it was a tough, uh, t- tough situation. We went from uh, in, in the Canterbury area alone, from two uh, healthy clubs to um, you know having to get by with one club that was trying to get back, trying to get pool space, trying to get these uh, these kids and 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 grown us back in the pool to play, which you know was very difficult. Ever since about 2015, 2016, that's gotten a lot better. Um, Canterbury Water Polo is a very healthy, growing club, and and now as you saw at uh, school boys, they actually had two uh, boys teams that represent uh, the South Island, which was really good. Um, other areas like uh, um, Marlborough, Otago and Southland uh, and Invercargill, they're, they're working hard, uh, trying to get back up, but COVID has not helped. Um, a lot of these uh, parents obviously have to pay you know, 1000 to 1500 sometimes even $2,000 to be able to, to, to travel. Uh, to a school's nationals like this. It's not uh, it's not a cheap affair. And with the risk involved with COVID, that's definitely not helped. But we see growth. Um, we see that Canterbury is is, um, is doing really well in the Christchurch, uh, uh, greater Christchurch area. And, and even uh, interest from uh, areas like Nelson uh, trying to set up water polo programs. So it's definitely growth. Um, COVID has not helped. You're listening to SENZ. My guest on the programme is Fabian Van Roy, the National Events Manager for New Zealand Water Polo. Fabian, um, really good news last year too that High Performance Sport NZ um, has given New Zealand Water Polo $100,000 for their women's programme. Top 10 nations in the world go to the Olympics. We've sort of been ranked 11th or 12th. Um, what do we have planned for our New Zealand women's team in terms of you know, eventually making the Olympic teams. And I should just say it's the oldest team sport at the Olympic Games. It's a very exciting time for our women's program. Uh, head coach Angie Winstanley-Smith has been working so hard in the last three, four years to uh, to catch up with that top 10, uh, top 10 lot of, of countries that, that we're battling with in, uh, in an Olympics and an Olympic qualifier, for example. It doesn't help that the... Uh, the team numbers are limited at the Olympics, are limited to 10 teams. Uh, men's teams have 12. It used to be eight for the women. Uh, they've upped that, that with two. So at least there's a bigger playing field. We have a fair chance. We have a good chance uh, coming up here at the World Championships to start working on something. We've got a very young team. Angie uh, has been, uh, well, 
making sure that these these ladies get in the pool every single day from the start of this year. Um, that World Championships is coming up in June, and that'll be the first sort of key marker where we see uh, what we're up against in terms of other teams. We've drawn a good pool. Uh, we've drawn the pool of Brazil, Kazakhstan, and Australia. Uh, Australia is, you know, of old and historically a very strong team. That's, you know, obviously always the um, Oceania uh, qualifier that gets to go to the Olympics, and it'll be tough for us to try and beat them. Um, but they've had a changing of the guard. They're they're a lot younger. Uh, teams like Kazakhstan and Brazil are not so experienced, uh, and we have a really good chance of beating them and seeing if we can get uh, first or second in the pool and, and try and upset the apple cart of it. Uh, yeah, so look, people that are listening to this that want to maybe get involved with water polo, what, what's the best way of doing it, Fabian? How do you take out some of the guesswork for them? It's um, uh, it's, it's trying to find your local club. Obviously, uh, swimming is, is important. Um, uh, as you said, uh, flippable for kids is very accessible, and there's you know there's there's there's, there's something for uh, each uh, kid regardless of skill and swimming. But uh, for seniors or for uh, I should say uh, adults to start water polo, there is bound to be some uh, social water polo in your area. It isn't always uh, as organised, but there is a club in your in your area. Um, and, and I would say uh, check in with the club, check in with the swim, the swim club and see if there's any interest there because there is a lot of water polo out there. Oh, oh, look, and just a text that's come in, someone just wanting to know how important um, water polo at a university level in the States is. How many players do we have in the collegiate system and is it the right path to go down? We've got, a, at the moment, we would have anywhere between 10 and 15 of our uh, high-performance athletes that are on a scholarship or with a, uh, um, a collegiate program over in the U.S. And the U.S. offers a, a really good chance for, for these athletes to, to start looking at what it takes to be and to perform at a higher, higher level because you train once, twice a day, coming from three or four times a week uh, as a team in New Zealand. You train once, twice a day. Uh, with your team it's very specific it's a very isolated environment so you get to focus uh, uh, on your sport besides besides your uh, your academics and uh, and the the schools really look after their athletes so it's a great opportunity for kids uh, uh, and young adults to try and go and get into the collegiate system in in the states for for women there is a really good chance that scholarships if you're performing well in the country or you're doing academically well there is a lot of a lot of opportunity for scholarships out there, so that's definitely something to consider. If you are uh, year twelve or year thirteen, you're not sure what you want to do quite yet. Um, talk to our talk to our coaches, talk to uh, New Zealand Water Polo, and uh, and and I'm sure we can help you along your way. Fabian Van Roy, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Fifteen and a half minutes after three, tough, tough sport, Water Polo boy, but it just seats the New Zealand psyche. Um, incredibly physical, so hard aerobically, like you are literally breathing through your eyelids. If I can throw another Watsonism out there, you're breathing razor blades. Uh, it's got, you know, it's a very similar to basketball in terms of the setup, the screens, and yet you've still got things like corners and wings and forwards, so there's a bit of football in it as well. Um, yeah, and, and so it's got a lot of appeal for a lot of different reasons. And it's good that it's starting to slowly get some cut through uh, in schools 
that are not necessarily private schools. And private schools tend to sort of um, do quite well in it because they tend to have the facilities. They tend to be a little bit better resourced. But I've got to say, thoroughly enjoyed my time down in Wellington yesterday. And again, well done to Rangitoto College on winning both the Boys and Girls National Secondary School titles. It is a very, very prestigious Title II win. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.